Ultra. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we raise our blood pressure as we analyze and celebrate <laughs> Spider-Man 3, one hip, now, wow, and how, minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> I'm Zach Luna. Oh, uh, I thought we and John were alternating between oh, who goes first. Oh, I'm Niall McGowan then from Batman. <laughs> and I am the king of hip, John Parker from <laughs> Batman. Welcome back, guys. Oh, uh, I've just, I just have to say, like, I think there's there might be a chemical thing within either my brain or my heart. Whenever I see Ted Raimi and J.K. Simmons and anything, my 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 spirit <laughs> soars. Like it's just the mere sight of either of those men, and then the like, two of them together is like, oh my god. I'm glad you said that because this, even before I knew we had these minutes, when I watched the film, this was one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. <laughs> God, it's great. It's just... Ted Raimi's a god. Mm. <laughs> it, it, uh, so today we're talking about Minute 37, which begins with Spidey web-slinging away as Eddie snaps some picks and uh, ends with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Ted Hoffman crediting Erickson with the line, it's wow. <laughs> it's wow. Oh, Arguably man. the worst line generous. of the phrase, but you know, maybe no one's trying to pass the blame there suddenly. <laughs> but. Well, the first time I watched this, right, I didn't get that these all strung together into a full sentence. <laughs> I know we're going to get to this in a minute, but I thought they were just random <laughs> phrases, you know. Okay, so the slogan is going to be, it's wow. <laughs> <laughs> these were different ideas he was going like options <laughs> yeah i was thinking that's terrible that's awful I, I, I think it would be i think it'd be fantastic if it was just the daily bugle and how it's extremely daily it's like so daily you guys like i don't know any paper that's as daily as this yeah. one and how. all right well before <laughs> we get to the daily bugle Okay. <laughs> we do need to talk about uh with about uh, Peter uh or Spider-Man um uh web slinging away and uh Eddie being like uh, you don't have to worry about that anymore buddy. Um really just uh you know, I think you mentioned it yesterday. He's just ingratiating himself mm. uh into a relationship with Spider-Man and <sighs> it's it sort of comes off like a um like the like the like the kid who like shows up you know like you're 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 a freshman in high school and you're like I'm going to reinvent myself I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to become one of the cool kids and so you just find the <laughs> coolest kid you can find and you're like hey we're friends right well, yeah, we're, we're, we're total friends. Look at this old you and me old pals. Look at this. <laughs> um, that's absolutely what this feels like is like a, a, a high school freshman first day of school trying to hang out with the popular kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've all met back, this buddy. guy and he's disgusting. We hate yeah. him. Oh, God. <laughs> I think he really, it's so well played. Eddie really strikes me as the type of guy who would have read like, you know, how to win friends and, you know, that kind of thing. Like, he, oh, yeah, he has that kind of thing. Like, um. It, almost like he is, even at this point, he's what you would call like an actual psychopath, and that like a psychopath is a person who yeah. doesn't have any 
empathy or any feelings towards other people. He's just completely self-involved. And he knows right. how to wear the mask of like, yes, I am. Uh, you know, this is how you treat people. And like, I'm going to be, right. yeah, me and Spider-Man are buddies now. And this is my girlfriend, Gwen. Thank God you're okay. Thank like, God this kind you're of okay. Thing. <laughs> like a robot. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost like the uh, the vibe that Jake Gyllenhaal has in Nightcrawler. Did you see that? Yeah. Movie? Oh, I oh, love yeah. Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. Amazing film. Amazing film. That like, the the earnestness of the, yeah, the, the mask that you're wearing where it's like, Okay, yes, this this is how people operate. Yes, it's so it, it's almost like that like a person you meet and they're like using your name too quickly, Yes, you know? Yes. Uh, like, that upsets me. Great. Oh, I don't like it. Just, Puts me off some. Yeah. yeah. I been... I mean I mean the thing about it is like I also understand like the people who aren't psychopaths who do that. Um, oh, I, sure. I yeah, know yeah. I know that the reason they're doing it is probably because they're terrible with names and they're trying to legitimately like <laughs> really hammer <Remember>. home like who <laughs> what your name is so that they can remember. Like I'm I'm really bad with names, like personally. Um, oh, I don't do that, however. I don't <laughs> I don't repeat their names and as a result I forget everyone's names and look like a jerk. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it takes me about yeah. eight months at, uh, when someone new starts at work for me to remember what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Working oh, yeah. with a new yeah. girl for three weeks. I don't remember. No. It's just yeah, called call him Tibor up until <laughs> at some point <laughs> that they, the name finally clicks. <laughs> but it would have been great yeah, though if they had find... like well in advance, like they did. The, you know, that's one of those things of like, oh, how to sort of ingratiate yourself with people is like, oh, touch their shoulder and stuff. But it would have been mm-hmm. great if like right. Eddie Brock actually did like the put his hand on the shoulder and went like, oh hey, my God. <laughs> just it's, it's like, oh, he did it twelve years in advance. <laughs> But but you're you're right to say that like I you know I don't know if he's necessarily like a full blown psychopath but I uh-huh. I think that Eddie Brock is is certainly a uh, I mean just a just a textbook narcissist mm. um, I mean this guy yes. this guy is completely everything he says and does is ego driven everything mm-hmm. every compliment every uh, uh every, basically everything that comes out of his mouth is just to be like okay what can i do in this situation to make myself look good and to get ahead yeah, um, yeah. that's right. everything that he does uh yeah. just everything and it's and i think that tofer does a really good job of making that crystal clear that this guy is 100% ego-based. That's it. Oh, There's yeah. nothing else to him. There's no other and layer. We're going <laughs> to see later in the week, so I won't go too much into it now, mm. but it's very apparent, I think, to other people, mm-hmm. except uh, <clears throat> a certain newspaper editor. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> clearly everyone else it, like goes, this guy, what is he mm. doing? Like, it's so obvious. But this also helps that that newspaper editor is also incredibly ego-driven. So, <laughs> yeah. right. That's yeah. why it works. Yeah. yeah, and what a good contrast to, like, the essential qualities of Peter Parker, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, mm. a guy who's, like, trying his best and, like, screws up because he's, you know, not great at everything, uh, but but is genuinely has his heart in the right place but is a mess mm-hmm. versus somebody who's, like, slickly doing everything, quote-unquote, right to get ahead right but has no heart in it at all right well and it's and it it's uh it's it's uh even more so like kind of relevant to what's happening in this movie where peter is getting a little bit of a of a of an ego um because Mm -hmm. of how successful spider-man is becoming and how much Mm -hmm. everyone loves him after the the dr octopus uh, situation in the last film um, yeah. you know it's 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 sort of going to his head a little bit and as a result we we are introduced to this 
character who shows him what he could become if he lets this get to him. Uh, yeah. I just had a little bit of my, my own inner JJ kick in there because when you're trying to think of the word and you came out with situation, I was like, debacle. Wait, debacle. There you go. Debacle. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Spider-Man uh, causes terrible debacle at the <laughs> such and such. That's very good. Uh, I do have to uh, say though, what, what one thing with the because then you see Spidey mm. swinging off, and we got a kind of glory shot of uh, Gwen Stacy like staring in wonder at him, which would lead yeah. you to believe that something's going to happen later with her in some capacity. But what could it be? The thing is, like I to this day, I don't get Bryce Dallas Howard. I've never really taken to her as an actress. Really? And it's kind of, and I think it may be what harms her here as well is the fact that they don't really give Gwen anything to do. And then it becomes even more apparent when the next time you saw Gwen Stacy, she was played by an actress who was just a powerhouse of charisma and who you would happily watch a movie without Spider-Man of just Emma Stone playing Gwen Stacy and stuff. Sure. I just kind of, I just do think it's a bit of a, do you guys, do you think she's well cast in this part? Do you think someone else could have made this a more interesting character or I, is there just, just not think, got anything to do? I, I, think I think it's the writing. Yeah, I, I think there's two things going on. I think, I think one, I don't think we have any, I don't think any actress could do well with what they were given on like when they actually started shooting. When they mm. cast her, they cast her with the 158 page version of this. Um, which was a more well-rounded character for both herself and uh, her father, played by James Cromwell. Um, mm. So, like, both of them had better roles in the original draft, and then were subsequently like cut down to like the bare minimum yeah. of it's, basically it's very nothing. With, yeah, James Cromwell. You're like, well, James Cromwell's here, and I was like, well, that was that all you got him for? I'm like, why? Why? why, like, why, why is? <laughs> right. I actually right. forgot he was in it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Totally. So, yeah. so you know, I don't, I don't think it's her fault. I personally love Bryce Dallas Howard. I think. Yes. Um, I think uh, that that Black Mirror episode that she was in proves that she's an incredible actress if mm. she has the material um, to yeah. play with. And I think that, I think that, however, she comes from a uh, a style of acting that is. Um, I wouldn't call it naturalistic. She's not doing a naturalistic acting. She's kind of doing an old Hollywood acting style. She's an actor. Um, where she's, well, not not that kind. I mean, not not that, not like Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. More like, more like she, she's, she comes up with a character and she just kind of endows everything that she does in that character. Um, every choice that she makes is like is like a very specific kind of heightened character. Um, like if you look at, you know, I, I, I hate to bring this up because I'm, I'm sure I'm the only one in the room that likes this movie. But like if oh, you, it's Jurassic. Yeah. If you compare it to Jurassic World, it's oh, like God. she decided like, OK, this is someone who is very career forward, career focused yeah. and kind of uptight. And I'm going to endow everything I do as that this character in that take. And it, she is kind of cartoonish as a result, but I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just yeah. a choice. It's perfect for a Jurassic Park movie. Chekhov would call it a psychological gesture, which is, I mean, there's obviously there's a, a million different like acting, you know, philosophies, whatever gets you to something that feels true. But like, uh, uh, Michael Chekhov liked the idea of going outside in, like exterior wise, where if you could come up with, a, a take on a character physically and like imbued that through each thing that you did that you could, especially on stage, make a dynamic choice. Uh, he was big on animal work and stuff. I don't know. That's not really relevant. Just that like, I get it. 
And I think for more for me, Bryce Dallas Howard is you just have to use her well. Yeah. And I don't think she's used well that often. Right. I think a lot of times she ends up in a thing because she's very pretty and they don't give her anything to do. Right. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that's not on her. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I'm very excited to see her episode of The Mandalorian because I'm really excited to see what oh, yeah. what she's like as a director. Because I have a feeling that someone who is that focused on uh, a particular take on a character could have a very focused take on direction and i think that that yeah. might be a better use of that energy overall because like ultimately like you look at her black mirror episode right and like her black mirror episode like she obviously takes that part because it's a commentary she saw it as a commentary on her career of that like yeah. she's constantly trying and no one likes her like mm. that's kind of like <laughs> that's like her her career trajectory like as as an actress is like she's constantly being like this is the one that's going to make people like me and then still no one likes her everyone is like mm, actually you try too hard and i don't like you like that's <laughs> that's that's like her trajectory as an actress and that sucks and that's all that's about like that's what yeah. that feels like um and and i just i i just i really really like her a lot um, and I think it's unfortunate that she is she is acting in a using a technique that a lot of people can't get on board with. Um, and mm-hmm. but I really like like I think she would do gangbusters in an Edgar Wright movie because mm. she's oh exactly God, yeah. she's exactly that type of acting like the same type of acting mm-hmm. that Edgar Wright uses in his movies. She does in all of the things that she's in, but unfortunately no one else is doing what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sometimes in a different picture than everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I actually think she would, she would sue, you know, being in a superhero movie if she had something to do. Like she's completely, got, she's got the right acting yes, style yes. for this film. Absolutely. Like the tone yeah. of the movie. Mm. Yeah. No, no, she does she does a good job with what like like that's the thing is like you know you, you Niall suggested like would someone else be doing something better with this role in this and it's no because no one else <laughs> no one else would would heighten it to the degree that she is while also still making her feel like a character. Like it's not yeah, a great yeah. character. I I like I'm not going to say it's a great character, but it is no. consistent and that's important. Mm. Yeah, I'd suggest yeah. it's actually she's given absolutely nothing. It's a right. nothing character, right? But yeah, I came out of this. I remembered her, which <laughs> yeah. is you know, she, she did something right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But curious to see because I, I can imagine that like you know character as iconic as Gwen Stacy is probably going to be popping up again soon in the MCU. But uh, well, just, yeah, think- but she'll be Spider Gwen next time. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Yeah. I think we're done with this interpretation of Gwen Stacy like forever. I don't like know that forever. we're ever going to see this yeah. again. Might be like too oh, obvious. I'm obsessed with Spider Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, might be like too obvious a casting. But I imagine that girl who plays Sabrina, like Kiernan Shipka, is probably sitting by the phone. Oh, like, she's good. Any day now. It's like who who looks like Spider? <laughs> yeah, who looks I've like seen- Gwen Stacy? Who looks more like that. Gwen Stacy than me? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I've definitely, I've definitely seen a lot of fan castings and stuff of her in that role um, as mm-hmm. well. So like, yeah, that's definitely on the on the tip of a lot of people's tongue for sure. Uh, and I, I, I could absolutely see that. But I think she would be, she would be rad as like a Gwen Stacy who becomes Spider Gwen. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I just, I'm not interested in another girlfriend Gwen Stacy role. Like, I'm just <laughs> kind of, I'm bored. No, just I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Uh, Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm not over is watching 
J.K. Simmons played J. John uh, Jameson. Oh, oh man, boy, oh, this is <sighs> this is this is, this is, this is what? what I came here for. Was <laughs> just to get to the Daily Bugle. <laughs> he is one of the greatest characters in film history, and I'm not saying that lightly. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. he's it insane. Is, it's so specific. Um, so he, well done. Before we before we even get there, though, real quick, I just oh, okay. I just want to I want to take a look at this establishing shot because um, this is this is I don't know why they felt the need to. Uh, like I am convinced that this shot is from Spider-Man one and they've just repurposed it for this movie (laughs) because I don't know why, like that's a building that actually exists. It doesn't say daily bugle on it, but it's a building that actually exists. I guess flat iron. I, yeah, I don't understand why, why is this a matte painting? Like why? (laughs) Uh, That's an excellent point. Yes. I, I think just the, just the letters are a matte painting. Are you like, sure? I think it's a, a full. Yeah, I think it's a real plate of the flat iron, and then just the letters are poorly comped in. Like, I do watch the lady walk by it. I don't know. Like, there's two people that walk by it, and it just looks so flat. Yeah, <laughs> so. it just looks. It looks really. It looks really fake to me. Like even the building. Like all the other buildings look real, but the flat iron building does not look real to me. It looks like oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, looks, maybe they comped it in. It looks like they comped it in. From like a shot from Spider-Man One or something, and it's like maybe it is the real Flatiron Building, but it's like uh, it's still like comped in. Like rather than like rather than comp in the Daily Bugle logo again, they like just comped in the whole building over <laughs> the real building. Um, like so it's just, not it what it looks, looks like though. It, yeah, it looks like um, it looks like like when you go to like a theme park and they have like the New York section of the theme park and there's like <laughs> a painting of like. Build like of, like like buildings. the further back buildings yeah, yeah. are faker yeah. yeah and they're like and they're like uh, you know forced perspective and and it's like oh cool like take your selfie here um, look you're in the real New York uh, that's this what is this basically looks like. what I think New York looks like in one shot so yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah it is sort of a bizarrely flat shot for Bill Pope in general but like especially this movie right. which has been pretty dynamic with the way they shoot things I mean right. it just reeks of a insert shot of like stock something right that's why that's what makes me think it's from the first spider-man because it doesn't look like a bill pope shot to me yeah that is weird yeah it's also you know we're just continuing is this is this our first instance in this film of uh of the uh the uh the sam raimi uh uh sitcom establishing shot is that (laughs) (laughs) maybe the first one that really stands out where it's the thing Um, is though like I would really 100% like I talked a minute ago about like oh you could have made a Gwen Stacy movie with just Emma Stone without Spider-Man in it. You could have mm-hmm. done sure. a whole show of just the Daily Bugle with oh, JK and Shed yeah. Raimi Holy and Elizabeth I, Banks and stuff. It would be I amazing. Think you, I think you still could. I mean just get the yeah. you know the the um Lord Miller have a deal at Sony now just let them make a Daily Bugle show. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that'd be perfect. That would be so fun. This is like Ted Raimi. Uh, just just hold them all back. It's like we know this cast works, so just get yeah. them back in the. Of course, oh, Bill Hunt. Unfortunately, you can't get him anymore. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just replace him sure. with um uh uh what's what's that character's name? Uh, the one from uh Daredevil. Um. Oh, uh, um, uh, Ben uh, uh Eric. Yurik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric. Yeah. You get Eric. Uh, yeah, because Eric is supposed yeah. to be a Daily Bugle reporter and. Um, for whatever reason, he's just uh, mm. he's so associated with Daredevil that. Well, that and that's then they, actually, <laughs> yeah, my brain couldn't process that you weren't talking about swapping actors; you were talking about literal characters yes. to be swapped. Right. And I was just like, "Wait, what?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. the thing, actually. In 
I, I have a note about that guy as well because I notice in the back behind uh, JJ, he's got the Doc mm. Ock like you know the the, the front page framed and right. stuff. Yeah. And it's just the it reminded me like oh that was a nice touch in the Daredevil show in Ben's office he had the paper of the the 2012 New York incident of like you know the actual oh, yeah. at- attack by yeah. Loki oh, yeah. And stuff. yeah for sure and it was just like um, well I like that 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 Doc Ock newspaper is the one that they were physically physically laying out in Spider-Man 2 when he was moving around words yeah. on the page remember that Doc yeah. Ock still at large oh yeah but that's the one oh, oh yeah that's so fun. They've got uh, the Spider-Man No More cover um, behind uh, these uh, featured extra ladies. Um, yeah, what? Oh uh, yeah, let's. Can we talk about the featured extra ladies? Because like, sure, this yeah. is awful. Okay. This is I. This is a waste of everyone's time. Like, mm. it's bizarre. Like, it would be. It would be so much better and funnier and more awkward if he was up there by himself. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like it would be. It's like, who are these people? I don't know. I'm assuming marketing department people because mm. he's like the mar- me and the marketing department came up with this, and I assume <sighs> that they're part of the presentation, so they must be in the marketing department. But mm. like, why? Why is it just? Why did they just hire two models to do this? I don't understand. It's- Bizarre. I, I went looking like to see if I could track down who this was because that's my job, and I there are. 10 different people who have added credits of themselves in this film as beautiful woman mm. and none of them have pictures and i'm just like i give up like this is the most transparently like let's just put a attractive object in the frame yeah. I, it just yeah. i remember i actually it's made my, the... my least favorite sam raimiism yeah <laughs> i actually made the same note i went through looking for them and like yeah no it's like there's a lot of people credited here as beautiful woman and then one random one as hot girl and it's like, oh my right, god, it's yeah. like out of the frying pan into the fire with us. Like, geez. <laughs> That's so dumb. A little fletchy yeah, looking at them. Know. They weirdly look like Colby Smolders on the left. And a little <laughs> bit a little, like, a little bit, yeah. yeah a little bit it. like Grace Helbig on the on the right there for a second. So I'm like, oh <laughs> Grace Helbig. I don't think that's her. Oh, in two thousand seven, no. probably. Not. I didn't expect um, to hear that. <laughs> no, she's still she's still singing in malls in Canada, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's just the um, today, just the things though in the background on that board though, because like of yeah, course we'll get the to the main blows. phrase. The bugle blows, the bugle blows, and then something about a, your what? horn and something like that. <laughs> yeah, the bugle um, blows oh, the, is another one of my favorites because of <laughs> yeah, right, because <laughs> it's a bugle, it's a horn. So mm. like, so you blow yeah. the bugle, yeah, but it also the, means of course the bugle sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's great. It's it just it just really shows like how uh, bad at his job he is. Um, it, right. It's also I love that the I love that these letters look like those um, the uh, magnetic poetry you can get for your refrigerator. Like yes. <laughs> yeah, that's they just look like enlarged versions of like comically large magnetic poetry. <laughs> my my God. partner's got them. Uh, if you go to her parents' house, they've got them on the on the fridge. So mm-hmm. uh, let's be honest, I always make weird, dirty poems. And oh yeah, that's what everybody me, does yeah. with them. Like I've <laughs> yeah, I've, course, I've yeah. never in my life seen anyone with magnetic poetry in their refrigerator where somebody's friend. Like, like their their friend like hasn't like turned it into like a dirty poem. Like that's all anyone yeah, of does. Course. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's on um <laughs> on the the TV show I worked on earlier this year. Is it out now? I don't know when it comes out. Uh, Mythic Quest, the Apple Apple TV show that Rob McElhenney did. They had magnetic like letters in the in like the break room. There's a there's two fridges, 
and there are magnetic letters on it. So we would always go back there and mess things around. Um, I don't know if it's visible in the final edit, but we we put in there um, Dayman, like Fighter of the Nightman from uh, uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Perfect. And we also put Blanket Fort, I think, on there yes. because of community. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know if they're visible, but th- like even in in every environment, that's just like, oh, this is tempting. Like, I can't wait to make dumb things on it. You <laughs> can't <laughs> trust people, basically. Uh, yeah, exactly. I have to say, <laughs> exactly. though, guys. Do yourself a favor and pause the clip at 15 seconds and just look okay. at Ted Raimi's face. Just like, <laughs> just, he's, such, he's, such oh, a good, he's such a good underused comedy actor, but like just the facial expression of like, what even is that? Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> he is underused. Such a goober. Because yeah. I still think of him, right? He's, he's in this, yeah. Yeah. And he's Joxer. Yeah. From Z. And that's it. Uh-huh. I don't think of it. I know he's in other things, but mm-hmm. I don't think of it. Of course, memorably killed by Wyndham Earl in Twin Peaks, stuffed in a giant yeah. chess yeah. piece at one point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My favorite went, show, and I still yeah. don't equate him with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much tied to the Sam Raimiisms. Yeah. Mm. And um, is it just me, or does in this whole movie, I say whole movie, mm. he's in a couple of little bits, does he look like Quentin Tarantino? Oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he does. A little bit. He's giving me bit. vibes of Tarantino because he's a bit of a weird, sleazy guy. Let's be honest. I mean, all well, I ever, ever see when I see Ted Raimi is Henrietta. So, oh. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing I always think of is um, like just because of how good a physical performer he is. I remember in the the Evil Dead Two commentary, there's a bit mm-hmm. at the end when obviously you know Ash is sucked through the portal and he lands, and then a knight approaches him, and the knight has to walk down this hill very awkwardly and they're just like you can tell that's ted a mile away because no one walks like ted <laughs> Raimi. it's like looking at it i was like yeah of course it's him yeah definitely you know <laughs> um so uh so we get uh his uh do we get we get his saying right uh so mm-hmm. it's he slaps it up he's very proud of this uh mm. daily bugle it's hip it's now it's wow and how this is a process uh, of people familiar with that minute will know. Uh, we have outros every every episode. Mm. This is me coming into John every single week, having to put up the different <laughs> outros. And he just sits there and is like, I think you've, you've had like five heart attacks this season so far, John. Is that right? Uh, at least five uh, since I started doing weird penguin impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I spent sad. most of last night just coughing my lungs up because I did a penguin voice. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh. do that to you. It's not, um, I don't know I, how DeVito managed it. I, I also love, uh, he has a, uh, Ted has a plan here um, that is uh, spend 50 cents, get a quarter rebate, which. <laughs> oh, that's what that is. Does not seem. <laughs> Like a uh, great business plan. Um, he tries <laughs> oh. to make sense of it. He did build a graph to show uh, how much money That's they can make. Um, but it doesn't seem to have gone over well since we're now moving on to mm. uh, this new this new venture. Um, That's the thing, though. Bless his heart. The thing is, like, it's hip, it's now, it's wow and how. That strikes mm-hmm. me as like a very, like, it's really dorky. But it's also very, yeah. quite it's quite generic. So I was like, what, was this a, like a known slogan was this like an old marvel comics slogan or something and that that's the joke oh no but i, I googled it so. and it's like everything comes up as just this scene so, yeah but i just kind of figured like this would have been like oh yeah back in the 60s this is how they tried to peddle marvel for a bit and then they just it like, sounds like something you get in a teen girl magazine on the front yeah 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 i don't know 
I just love his this weird little gesture he does when he says I came up with that. It's like like it's I mean he's pointing at his chest, but it's like the weirdest way to do it and he's so <laughs> proud of himself. Mm-hmm. I he's such a goober. It's just <laughs> um, this almost feels like a deleted scene because it's so inconsequential to everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would not want the movie without it. It's so dumb and funny. Oh, yeah. Man, this is like the best thing going on yeah. in the whole damn movie. <laughs> but it but it really is it really is like when you're if you're thinking about like, okay, we have to cut twenty-five pages, how do you not cut this? Because after this <laughs> yeah. scene, we cut directly to like, you know, l- later this week we'll go to we'll cut to like Eddie and, and Peter both coming in with their photographs. How do you not just cut directly to that if you're gonna cut stuff? Like yeah. Why do you have this scene? What purpose does it serve? Especially well, you know because this probably isn't funny on the page. It's all in the performance. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, mean, I bet yeah. it's barely written on the page. I bet most of this is improv by Ted and, and JK. Oh, I <laughs> <Yeah>. hope so. <laughs> I think maybe they have to keep it because it's the setup for all of the buzzer jokes. Oh, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Wait, Which no, again, because, I love. No, because doesn't why all, the are buzzer, they in the all the buzzer jokes happen before they show up with the photos, right? Yeah. We get a buzzer joke in here uh, about like 30 seconds in. Because he's because he's like, yeah. it's such a dumb thing. Yes. Like, get on with it. And then we get the buzzer joke. Yes, I understand that. But what I'm saying is oh, but you all, mean, all uh, of the buzzer jokes are, are before Peter and Eddie come into the office. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, That's I don't the think, think you would probably cut again. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's 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 yeah. interesting that they left this in. I guess they just left it in because they thought it was funny. N- little did they know that the marketing team was advertising a film that had no comedy, um, <laughs> and so uh, maybe ultimately not. this hurt them in the yeah. in the long I think run. Like head, I heads would have rolled too if they hadn't had because this is pretty much like almost the only scene of Jonah. And I remember in the build-up of going to see this, like me and my friends at the time were like, we knew that there was going to be a Bruce Campbell cameo. We're like, can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted more JJ. So we're just like, if they had cut this, it would have been that Ooh. film was a complete waste of my time. Like, oh. if this, if this you scene do was get one yeah. scene later with the camera. I won't jump ahead. Mm. Yeah, but that yeah, would have been, that would have been like 10 seconds of JJ. Yeah. You'd be like, well, what was the, what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you have celluloid that has J.K. Simmons' face on it with, like, that cigar and that mustache, you do not. That never goes on the floor. It always stays in the picture. <laughs> unless, unless he's also wearing a Spider-Man suit, in which case you do. Oh, you're right. You do put oh. that in the deleted scenes. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. What are you talking about? You can't cut that. How dare they? <laughs> I think was, J.K. Simmons must have been gutted. That's like, you see how, like, how svelte I look in that suit. Like, I was yeah, like, I mean, that's, that's why that's they, cut, why it, they cut it because it wasn't funny. Because he was like, <laughs> he act- looks too good. <laughs> he looks too good at it. <laughs> well, and how? And how? Oh, and how? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the the violent buzzing. Now, is it is it only that violent because of all the pills on the desk? It appears more violent than it actually is. Oh no, I think it's like. Well, that's the thing. I'm not too sure what Betty Brant's plan is here. Like, because it's almost like she knows how easy like Jonah is to set off. So it seems like she is deliberately provoking him. Like throughout the rest of the the medicine stuff, because she knows she can. It's because she knows she can get away with it because his wife is making him be calm. Yeah, like, like it's it's like, oh, I can really troll him because he can't do anything about it because he's not allowed to yell at me. Mm. But the thing. with that in mind, I would imagine she said it to like the loudest, the most violent yeah. buzzer she could she, she could possibly get and put it on Max. 
The whole table shakes. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. And all of the pill, pills definitely, the pill bottles definitely add to the violent shaking because it's just, it's like there's an earthquake every time it happens. <laughs> Again, this strikes me as the type of thing that on the page, I'm like, I don't know if this would work, but the the performances make it. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I would like this gag written or if I'd like saw it crop up in something else. Right. But with... Uh, with Banksy and uh, J.K. Simmons, it's like, well, okay, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah I could We're imagine this in in another type of movie being uh-huh. awful, mm-hmm. and I would hate yeah. every second of it. But this yeah. is like, I, I can imagine this was a tough day on set, though, for people like boom mic people and stuff, just like having to watch this be performed and keep quiet in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no way you couldn't be like, <clears throat> like at every, because <laughs> even like the like we're talking about how good a physical performance Ted Raim. Ted Raimi's giving, but just, just J.K. Like when he does, like Yo, you tell my wife, thank you, and then the, the little smile he does, like proceed. Like, <laughs> He's amount- just so confident in all of his movements. I, oh god! I, I think the only thing that I would have, I would have loved more is if, uh, in addition to, because like the thing is, in addition to the pills, right? So he's trying to like have some sort of like inner peace because of what his wife uh, told him to do to keep his blood pressure down. I think I would have uh-huh. liked if he had like one of those little um, sand raking things like on his desk <gasps> and would like, <laughs> would like take a beat to just like rake sand like a couple of times and then, and then put that down and then go proceed. Like, just, That'd be amazing. <laughs> and like stress balls that you can squeeze on. Yeah. Stress balls. Like, just, yeah. just like his desk was just loaded with like stress remedies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's like, got a new one every time we see him right. that he's trying out, yeah. like bonsai trees next time. Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> the rock oh, garden. Yes. Yeah. When I first saw this, though, like this was a ridiculous thing of like, oh, look how many pills he's got. That's just insane. But my dad now, yeah. like that is like his, in the morning, he has to come down and take about 20 pills for just yeah. this, that and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, he's 75. He just has loads of stuff. <laughs> But yeah. it's well, just like nowadays I'm looking at this, it's like, oh, no, this, this, this seems reasonable to have that many pills on a desk waiting for you. Well, it's funny you bring that up because half of his <laughs> pills and the other half is like uh, like antiacid and and uh, ulcer yeah. remedies. Like it's like Pepto Bismol yeah. and Tums and like a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, he's got over the counter stuff, and then he's got like three or four prescription pills in front of him. Right. I think That's some of that like, as well will oh. be to counter the pills because my initial note here is the amount of medication is comical. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then I thought to myself, I work in a pharmacy. And some of our patients have triple, like what I'm looking yeah. at here. Yeah. Some of these are probably to counter the effects of the other medication because the medication mm, causes that's... stomach problems, even worse. So you need to have this other thing. That's it where they get you. It. That's yeah. where they get you. And then you. that makes it hard to sleep. So you need to have like a sleep medication as well. But yeah. That's going to give you weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of it, this all could be what he's kind of prescribed. And he just has to go through each one. Like, right, I'm having this. I'm having that. Yeah. It, so it is, it, it's stupid and comical. At the same time, it is kind of realistic. <laughs> yeah. Which is J.K. Simmons's take on Jonah in general. Yeah. That it's comical, kind of silly, but it's still rooted in a bit of a real person mm. somehow mm-hmm. i don't know how he does it it's really his, good his acting style is so unique for this character it's like he's acting it like he's in the 30s or the or the 50s or yes. something like, yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't fit with anyone else in the movie and that works somehow yeah. yeah well i mean that's 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 always been jj is like that that character has always sort of like 
in every iteration of him just sort of like forcibly just shoves himself into uh, every iteration <laughs> of Spider-Man and never belongs there, really, because he's always <laughs> the same way. Like, he's always like this, whereas like it it's, doesn't matter how realistic everything is around him. JJ's always the same guy. Uh, mm. and, and so it's, it's, it really is fantastic. You know, like I, 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 I'm, I'm sure one day we will get another, uh, uh Jameson. Um, but it, it's never going to be this, like there, the, whoever it is, is probably going to try and do some sort of, uh, realistic take. take on the character. Um, mm. and it's, it, it's just going to be boring because I mean, the, the, that's <laughs> the problem, right? Is like every, any other take on this character would be boring. I feel like. I, think yeah, I don't like, want any other version. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the force of Jonah's personality like warps the fabric of reality around him. Where if you get within like a 100 foot radius of J. Jonah Jameson, you are in a 1930s movie. Like it's mm-hmm. not up to you anymore. Mm. That's yeah. why it's like it's why the office looks like this. It's why we've got all the cigars and everything. Like it's <laughs> I don't know. It's not 2007 right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure even in 2007 you probably shouldn't be smoking cigars around the office all the time. <laughs> yeah, indoors? Yeah. Not, probably not. No, it's his yeah. it's his office, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But like this, <laughs> even so, I don't know. He keeps this, his he keeps his door sure, shut. I'm pretty it's sure in choice. the UK it's it's gotta be illegal, right, Niall? Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 But not the- to smoke indoors like anywhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but this was like, what I was thinking. I know they, they probably were like, we can't just take that directly, but one of my major problems uh, in going into like the the Snyder verse of um, the you know the Man of Steel and stuff was yeah, that like yeah, I sure. remember the announcement they're like oh you know Lawrence Fishburne's doing Perry White and Amy Adams is going to be Lois Lane and I was like holy crap two those two actors if they were to do like you know what they're going for here like a kind of his girl Friday newsroom kind of thing where it's all fast talking <sighs> and r- ranting and stuff. I was like, that's gonna be amazing, and then you watch it, and like you said, Scott, it's like it's actually it's like doing a realistic take of of it. It's just very boring. It's like, yeah, you could have had these two like do something like this, and it would have blown people's socks off. And now you're like, no, it's just like a what would actually happen in a newsroom, and it's not yeah. very interesting. <laughs> it's it, like it's just it's just so bland. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's oh, it's f- it's why like I don't care how good the Dark Knight is. Uh, Nolan ruined superhero movies for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> Imagine yeah, Fishburne doing this kind of thing, though. Because it just he made everyone ask, but what if it really happened? Uh, and uh, if it really happened, it's really boring. That's what we mm. found out. That's what we found <laughs> <laughs> You have to be as like weird in the ways that Nolan is weird. To pull that off, and I don't think well, and even then, anybody he really else only pulled it off uh, like twice, once, twice, yeah. Because Batman Begins is very good too, uh, but but Batman Begins mm-hmm. is also like you're trying to be a comic book movie and just put just a little bit of realism in there, um, mm-hmm. but mostly mostly like you know it's it's all sets and backlots and all kinds of good stuff, and then mm. the Dark Knight works despite being extremely realistic, and then the Dark Knight Rises is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank God you said that. I'm not a fan. Oh. No, Dark Knight Rises is horrible, and so was Man of Steel. And then at that point, it's just like, okay, can we just stop this, please? Oh no, no, we're gonna keep going. Great, oh, great. That's, that's, that's stop. We're gonna, we're gonna triple down on this. Okay, uh, okay. Right. That was still always a thing, though. Like I remember, all when Batman Begins coming out was all like, oh, it's realistic. It's realistic. We had the, the Scarecrow, which is a guy with a bag on his head and stuff. And then you're like, all right, yeah. all right. And then they introduce like, there's a machine. That is going to turn the entire water supply into steam within a split second. Yeah. And you're like, that's all- what? <laughs> it's like, that's not realistic. What the hell? So it's also the movie it. where Batman is like a ninja for like the first third. Like it's not yeah. the most realistic take on the character. Right. It's just, right. you know. Um, and I then, like and then, in the most realistic of the films, uh, they 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 pose the question that has never been asked before: What if Batman could not get rid of a bomb? Um, <laughs> that's certainly never come up before. No, nope. no. Some days you just can't. Yeah, you just bomb. you just can't. And today is one of those days. Yeah. As we covered <laughs> in Batman It Returns, is like when Michael Keaton's Batman is faced with a bomb he can't get rid of. It's like you shove it down a guy's trousers and you throw him <laughs> and in the and throw him in the sewer. <laughs> of course. What else would you do? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh well. Um, anyway, anyway, I think I think that's all. Uh, that might be all we got for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow uh, these pants sky high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, you can go to duelinggenre.com/slash/merch and te- check out our T Public store. Um, we've got uh, we've got plans for lots of new merch coming to our our store very very soon. Uh, so be on the lookout there. We might already have new merch. Um, go yeah. go check that out. It's duelinggenre.com slash merch. Uh, get some uh, t-shirts and things like that. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 38. Bye, everybody. Bye. And how. <laughs> <laughs>